welcome to the I Am Winter Solstice Symposium. Hello and welcome. Hi, <laughs> I'm Tombra Hark and it's my pleasure to be here with you. And I thank Renee and all of Firetenders who have really taken on the mission of um, raising your own lights, burning them bright, and um, bringing the reflection of the fire itself from yourself and externally. That's some of what I plan to I'll be sharing with you today is that kind of inside outside, um, as we are within, we are without. Um, before I get started on that, I wanna tell you that we're sitting outside um, and <laughs> when I scoped out where to be today, um, where would be a best place at the in the embrace of the uh, grand fir, which I call the sacred tree, and I'll tell you more about it soon. Um, hi, Renee. Um, and uh, this seemed like the ideal location, and I scoped it out, and it would be fine if it didn't rain. Well, it's not raining, and as you can see, it's actually a bit bright. So if I have to pause momentarily uh, to be with the brilliance of the sun, you know, I'll do that. Um, do you want me to bring you on? Let me see. I don't know how to do that. Um, let's see. How do I do that, Renee? Uh, <laughs> um, that's a funny thing for me not to know how to do. Well, I won't. How's that? <laughs> so um, enjoy being here. And um, today is a, as we sit today, together this day, it is a full moon in December of 2020. And um, this is, I think, the third I Am Symposium that I've joined Renee for. And um, each time she tends to say something about um, wanting me to tell stories. So I thought, why not today we actually talk about what stories are in our lives and um, and how they reflect uh, our inner self um, through our outer experiences and the reverse. So um, I'm going to try and not do the comments, even though I normally would do that with you. Um, because I want to be sure to respect our time and I want to have time enough with each of these stories. There are three I want to tell you today. And in a way, they're all the same story. And I think you'll hear that as we listen. Um, yeah, so let's just begin. All right, so join me, if you will, in picturing... Um, this young girl, not terribly young, maybe 10 or 12. And she's out with her family and other families. And there's lots of, you know, commotion as families create. They're out somewhere in a park or camping. It's something um, out near nature, but with lots of things to do. And this girl, she um, is serious and um, responsible and tends to take care of the kids around her and um, gives the parents a little freedom to do whatever parents needed to do. And um, all that seems good. She's, you know, she's good at it. She's also got a sense of longing 
that's not fulfilled with all this responsibility. It's not um, bringing her a sense of true belonging. And so on this particular trip where, let's say they're camping, I think they are. She has a moment to be able to say to everybody, I'm going to go be by myself for a while. It's a, a mantra she's said a lot in her life. And she takes off for a walk into some woods that maybe are 10 feet away. And as she walks into the woods, she's really feeling kind of her loneliness and her longing for belonging. And as she walks into the woods, the trees are there. Now, I know that sounds quite obvious, right? She's walked into the woods and the trees are there, but they welcome her. And she feels the, the trees and sees them and hears them welcoming her. And as they do, she comes in to a sense of knowing that she belongs here. And so she spends some time caressing the trees and touching the trees and leaning up against the trees. One might imagine one doing that with this very big tree. You can't see all of it. I can't even reach some of it. It's a very big tree. And um, as she's leaning up her back up against the trunk of one of the trees and looking up through the tops of the trees, she sees a daylight moon out through the treetops. And as she sees that moon, she can see some of its light filtering down into the trees. This began her deep love affair with the moon. I believe that from that moment on, she knew she was never alone. For even in a day, when the moon would shine, she could maybe see it, maybe not, but it was always there and it was always her friend. And on the new moon, she knew, just because I can't see it doesn't mean it isn't there. It's restored something in her that she'd been longing for. Now, as our girl came to this new knowing of the trees and the moon and herself, this moment is complete for now. It's a story that I'm sure you know was my story. It's a story I remember experiencing. I remember feeling it. I remember the trees and I really, really remember the experience of the moon and the moonlight. It's probably why I offer moonlight, I mean the moon ceremonies here on our property all the time. <laughs> well, a couple times a month. Now, our second story comes from that story I just told you. I want to say maybe 30 or 40 years later, because time bends, does it not, when we start to get into the storytelling of ourselves, or, or uh, even if you're watching a movie or reading a book or following the path of a, of a myth, an ancient um, wisdom myth, time bends and shifts our perspectives. And so I invite you to shift your perspective with me as, as you can imagine now dancing that memory and story as a dream. 
And as I did this, and I could move with the freedom of a mature woman, um, imagining and knowing that I was really dancing with the trees, and the trees danced with me, and that moonlight came down through the trees and caressed me and poured its light across my face and warm and liquid like it poured down over my arms and over my breasts and down my back like warm honey mixed with melted butter and as I danced this way and I received the moonlight I could want to and feel myself then taking this pure liquid light and receiving it and even kneading my kneading with a K like a bread (laughs) kneading my body with this warm liquid butter honey moonlight and after I dream danced this beautiful memory story dream I shared it with a few people in a moment just you know it was a sacred circle I shared it in a moment and two women independent of each other came up and said how moved they were by their own imagining of dancing with a liquid warm sweet honey moonlight (laughs) but more than that they wanted to ask me if I knew the story of the changing woman. I did not, or at least I didn't think I did. But as you hear the story of the changing woman, you'll know that I've been living the story of the changing woman as a young girl and then as a dancer with the moonlight. The changing story, the changing woman uh, comes from the Navajo people. It took me a while to find it. It's not a myth or a story that um, is readily available. It doesn't come from, um, you know, the kind of Latin storytelling of myths that got documented and and written down. And um, uh, it's carried through tradition. So it was only through finding people who were studying uh, the Navajo people that I was able to find it. So the changing woman, a few things about her. Um, She's not a woman at all, and she's all feminine. She is um, a deity born of a moment in time. And and in that, she uh, is whole. She is sovereign. And... She and her sister, who we won't go too much into her sister here because she's got a whole other story. She and her sister both are feeling this sense of longing and loneliness. And her sister is drawn to the water, but the changing woman is drawn to the sun. And so she takes this combined longing and her adoration for the sun (laughs) and she lays upon a rock for four days and feels the sunlight 
move across her body as it moves across the sky day after day after day for four days. And the sunlight caresses her and, and dances its warm liquid light upon her body. Now, sounding a little familiar, I can see why <laughs> these uh, women thought of this story when I shared the dance. Now, I have to look up a few of these things because they just so enchant me. Um, and so, the sun also loved her. And this part I want to read for you, it's, um, it is recreated as a scene by a writer that the sun came to her, to her and um, says he, he wants really to live with her and, and he, you'll get the rest, all right. She says uh, to him that, is that in the way? Um, sorry, I'm having a hard time finding my place here. She asks for a special house. And uh, the son asks why he should build it for her. I'll tell you why, she said to him. You are male and I am female. You are of the sky and I am of the earth. You are constant in your brightness, but I must change with the seasons. You move constantly at the edge of heaven while I must be fixed in one place. Remember, as different as we are, you and I, we are of one spirit. As dissimilar as we are, you and I, we are of equal worth. Unlike each other as you and I are, there can be no harmony in the universe as long as there is no harmony between us. So I want to read this part again. Now, our changing woman is speaking to the sun. But this last piece here, I want to read to you again and, and invite you to listen for who you might be saying this to within, in nature, to a wind, um, perhaps to the sun, and feel where you are in this relationship between the male and the female as referenced here by the sky and the earth. Remember, as different as we are, you and I, we are of one spirit. As dissimilar as we are, you and I are of equal worth. Unlike each other as you and I are, there can be no harmony in the universe as long as there is no harmony between us. And so this is her reason for saying, I want you to build me a home in the place that is mine, my home, my place, my spot, right? When I found this bench, it's all comical to me. It's syzygy, S-Y-Z-Y-G-Y, my favorite new word. Can't believe I haven't known it for forever. Um, and it came about because of the... Um, uh, can the um, Saturn and Jupiter laying apart, uh, laying upon one another from our perspective in the sky last week. And 
um, as I learned it scientifically and astronomically, it applies to, of course, all these things that um, kind of line right up in perfectness. So when I found that this was the spot, um, I wasn't thinking about how perfectly it lined with the, what I just read to you, but it does. There's that, I will have my place and I will be shown upon by that which is completely unlike me and we are equally worthy. Love that. Now, let me tell you the other part about the changing woman that um, is the, the like, wow part. So I told you about her dance with the sun and, um, and how that um, liquid light embraced her. Later in her time, as, you know, she was timeless, um, she wanted more. She wanted people around her. She wanted the clans around her. And as she was a deity of creation, she could make them. And the way she did it, I wish we were in a room together and, and we could even demonstrate this. I can't get the camera any, so I'll just demonstrate this with my arm. She massaged and kneaded her body. And through that action, created a clan. She took her other hand and she did it with another part of her body. And through that action, created another clan. And she did this eight times with different parts of her body, equally with both hands, and created the clans of the Navajo people. I'd never heard this story when I had the experience of dancing the memory in the woods with the moonlight and feeling the liquid honey pot butter, warm <laughs> melted butter, um, and kneading my body as if kneading bread dough. I'd never heard that story. And, um, and even as I looked more fully into it again uh, t in preparation for today, um, I am again inspired by the syzygy of it all. And um, there's more to it than I could ever begin to say, but I want to share with you one more thing about her and then offer you some ideas about ways these are not about my stories. These are examples of ways to kind of ride through um, the airwaves, if you will, um, to see life as um, not the rigid stories you tell about your life or the experiences you've had or believe you've had because it's all about perspective and wow there's the sun okay <laughs> so let's see if we can do finish this up while I can still see um she so changing woman it's not a very poetic name now is it one of the scholars who studied this story of creation among the Navajo people said that the changing woman, her name can be translated to mean the woman who is transformed time and time again. Transform time and time again. 
There are stories of her being an old and aging woman, curled up on the floor, feeling the, the um, years of life taking her. And she walks with a cane from one room and corner to another and comes back with a different cane, a little more upright, and then walks to another corner in a different direction and walks upright as a young woman with no cane at all and walks to the fourth direction and is a young girl again. These are similar stories to the way we might see the seasons moving as spring is like a young, fresh girl. I'm out here in my garden, so I'm, of course, looking at what's going to happen <laughs> as the springtime comes. We're not there right now. Um, and that as autumn lets things go, which doesn't look as lush as this tree, autumn lets things go and moves into the quiet winter can feel like a letting go, an aging. She doesn't defy that. She moves in it. She cycles in it, somewhat willfully based on this story, but also um, a reminder that time for us too is not a constant. We know this more than ever, like sciences are showing us in ways that we've um, only imagined and uh, um, perceived through our mythologies and um, and our dreams. So, ah, I can't see. <laughs> so here's what I invite you to do. I'm, let me say this first. I'm always, not always, I was hesitant to use such a personal experience story of mine rather than to use stories that maybe were um, uh, anonymous. The reason that I'm happy to have followed that thread is that I hope that it shows you that there are ways that, in that time is fluid perspective, that the girl who stood in the woods, who had a sense of loneliness for longing um, for a uh, for belonging, um, was also the woman who could knead and massage her body and make manifest in the world. Same person, not just separated by time, same person. We collapse them all into one place. Now, when I personally want to tap into this knowing this wisdom, this capacity, this discovery. We have tips right there in the midst of it all, do we not? Engage with the sunlight. <laughs> Engage with the moon. You heard it. Moon, my friend, for forever. Move my body with the sunlight, with the trees. Be on the earth. Be in the earth. See that which is the opposite of me as also in harmony with me as equal worth. All of that's just way right, just like right in the midst of all of it, is it not? Like, it's just like that. All three stories. So what I invite you to do is 
to consider a story of your own life. Best, perhaps, to start with one that maybe felt joyful or comforting. Don't start with a story that you feel like you have to solve, like, your life mystery. Don't start with that one. Like, <laughs> let's be kind here. This can help there, too. Start with a story that might be a memory or something you've heard told about you or a story you say is how it is about yourself or your life. And maybe think the story through or tell the story through simply. And here it's markers, if you will. Like here, like she was with her family and, um, and the other people and she really wanted to be alone to find her own sense of belonging. Hmm, that's curious. So you can listen to your own story and find these places where you may have been just ramrodding through the story because we've so, said them so many times, right? And then take the story that is at the forefront for you and take it into a mod modality that you experience. If you're a painter, paint it. If you're a dancer, dance it. Um, if you're a songwriter, sing it. Um, if you uh, talk to the animals, tell it to the animals. Ask the animals to tell it to you. Um, bring it to the winds. Like do something outside of just thought, right? Do something in your heart. Do something in your body. Do something through a creative expression that is a modality for you. If you've always wanted to sing, but you don't feel like you can sing, don't take it to song. <laughs> like, like, again, like make this easy for yourself as you begin. All those other things may unfold. And then be curious. Now that you've had the story that is the story you tell or have told, and you have some other art-expressed, um, creative-expressed way of seeing it, start to maybe listen for or even engage with where are those symbols um, or moments of transformation reflected to you. Maybe in your favorite movies. Maybe in a book you learn, you return to again and again. Maybe in something you, um, maybe in, you know, maybe it's something that you have found through your own spiritual practice, through your religion, through, um, as I do often, through mythologies. And find that place where all three meet, right? Because all three are part of the whole and are equally worthy. Might be my favorite term from this today. So that's three stories and some examples of ways that you might explore this. It's always at this kind of time when I really wish we were chatting and talking together and having this as a conversation. And um, you could share some of yours and even ask some questions about how you might see them in a different light. Um, so with that in mind, um, I will be available here on the Wind Clan to have that kind of a conversation with you um, in the comments. I'm slow with 
the wordsmithing part of it. So if it takes me some time to engage with you, um, I'm much better at the live time um, hearing hearing your voice and hearing the experience. So let's see how we do with that. And if it's if we need to take it further, we'll figure out another way. Um, so that's my invitation to you. Join me here. We can do it right in the comments section below this. Um, that uh, I welcome your ideas, your questions, your um, examples of uh, stories and how you find wisdom, uh, healing, grace, and expression through them. My other invitation to you is, I'm sitting here on my property and um, uh, that I am graced uh, to live on. I just can't express to you how grateful I am. Well, maybe I just did. Um, and I'm surrounded even by the plants. <laughs> I went before we began and started gathering some of the plants that I grow during the summer months <laughs> and dry them and uh, gathered them up to be here as my companions for our talk. I invite people here often for uh, moon ceremonies. Often the full moons are uh, done at our fire pit with fire offerings um, made from the sacred plants. Um, the new moons, maybe more recently, um, have been taking into the inside of this tree. I um, have uh, been invited by the tree to uh, use it, engage with it, participate with it as a wisdom being. Um, and that's why I call it the sacred tree. Um, and it has um, invited me to invite you to use it for, um, for your prayers. And we hang ribbons um, on the inside. It has this amazing umbrella on the inside. And occasionally it invites me to bring a camera in um, to show you. It doesn't translate very well on a camera because it's, this flattens it all out, but eh, if we do it, you'll see. Those moon ceremonies happen on Facebook at Mystics Alchemy. Um, page. And I'll put that link in the comments for you as well. Welcome to join me over there. Um, and, you know, to tune in on any moon, full moon or new moon, there's likely to be a ceremony happening. I think that's it. Let me see. I said I wasn't going to check the comments, but now that we're here, let's see. We have uh, Deborah from Texas and Nancy said hi. And there's Monica. Hello, everybody. <laughs> My green eyes, thank you so much. Um, and let's see, I'm just, uh, I've lost you. I'm not sure, lost the signal or lost what I was saying. And then, um, uh, oh, that's great, Renee. <laughs> you know I don't like doing this in a, in a hole, so I'm just now looking at the comments to see. Um, Oh, that's so great. See, Syzygy, Renee, I just read your comment about um, how perfect this story was. Okay, so my blessings to you. It's been my great honor to be here with you. I know that you have been um, graced by many um, uh, generous, um, open hearts um, from uh, the guests who've come in. Um, and I want to say that's because 
you're here gracing this space and um, keeping the fire lit and lighting your own, your own light even brighter. Please go with my uh, prayers for you and know that we are all equally worthy. Till next time. Mm, be well.